For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey y'all, this is Josiah Gray, and this is Half Street High Heat. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, everyone? You're listening to a episode of Half Street High Heat. This is you guys. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Half ST High Heat. And make sure you check out our YouTube channel under the same name. And check out our website. We're posting great content there, as always. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for some giveaways, blogs, YouTube videos, great insight as well. I am joined by, as always, my miraculous co host. Amanda, you can give her a follow on Twitter at white 7877 Got it. And then you can follow me on Twitter at we are all Shaq. Amanda, it's been a while. It How has been? been a minute. How you doing? You know, doing good. You know, forgot how to do the intro for a little bit. It's been a while. We missed you guys, but we're back heaters. Um, I got playoff baseball on. Yuli Gurriel just gave the Astros a lead. That was pretty electric. Mm, the Astros don't deserve good things. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> Pick your poison in this series. <laughs> I know, right? It's a very good point. It's a, you know, <laughs> there's no there's no winners here. We're all losing by having. <laughs> well, Speaking I mean, of losers, I was I was I was going to say you took the words right in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not good, and so we haven't talked much about the Nats. We haven't recorded much. There's um, you know not been much to talk about there's uh they're bad uh 55 and 107 i don't even that's just i don't even know what to say about it i mean it is what it is it speaks for itself i will say i read somewhere recently a stat that i loved and i know how ryan loves stats is since they won the world series they have a 380 winning percentage and that's spectacular i saw that that's the most incredibly depressing thing i've ever seen uh-huh. like that's has to be one of the worst worst turnarounds in sports granted yeah i think it is actually the worst like historically worst showing by any team right after winning a world series oh my god it's atrocious like i mean 2019 was another window anyways but man what a fall from grace yeah this (laughs) this is a season to forget we knew it was going to be bad 107 losses that is a nationals record and that ties a expos record as well to keep going up and what's the all-time much, record? Like, what's the all-time loss record by any team? All-time awesome, all-time loss record of the season? Yeah. Like, since record. it was 162. Like, what's the worst, I wonder? I think they're looking up right now. I know it's off the top of my head. 120 and 134. Oh, 1899. That doesn't count. Yeah. Seems like it shouldn't. Um, in 1962, the Mets lost 120 games. Mm, had to be the Mets. 
always the nuts. <laughs> yeah. My, my very first note I made for myself when we get to talking about the playoffs is LOL Mets. <laughs> LOL Mets never disappoints. I mean, Oh, it's so good. I can't, I can't even, I can't even laugh. This, it was just a top, top season to watch. The good news is hopefully this is rock bottom. <laughs> hopefully. Oh God. Well, and you know, though, and like, that was kind of my thought on it too, but then, you know, Davey's coming back and the entire yeah. coaching staff, the entire coaching staff after, and I know all of the caveats. So all you people who are going to write me on Twitter, I know that they stripped the roster down. I know that it's a rebuild. I know all of this. It was still atrociously bad and you're not seeing progress from the younger guys which is ostensibly what a rebuild mm-hmm. is for is to make progress with the younger guys and we're not seeing that so all i can think of is is that because they're selling they just want to keep it as it is and let the new owners decide what they want to do but it, it's just such a bad look to me to have every single nobody lost their job after the last three years and that's just insane to me that that's a really good point. I'm glad you hit. There is a caveat because if the team sells, I think everyone's gone. I think the new owners come in and just pick their own people. But them coming back is so annoying because, like you said, no one made progress. We didn't see any of the young guys really make progress. You know, Gray had the same issues with his fastball and his command. Weezy power was still nowhere to be found. You know, mm-hmm. Robles is still making its issues. Older guys regressed. We didn't really see any of those promises until C.J. Abrams came up. C.J. Abrams came up and we saw flashes. It was a month. Thank you, Padres. I am very right, excited. Right, and he was C- developed by the Padres, <laughs> not by the Nats. I am very excited about C.J. Abrams, if you want to talk about positive. But I agree. Overall, throughout the season, it was a lot of the same mistakes that kept happening, the same mm-hmm. bad base running errors, the people oh, missing the, the cutoffs. Yep. Oh, and the defense just so oh. – oh, I mean, just dreadful. God. I mean, I love this team. I would say, you know, for people like us who are, do a fan podcast, I'd say we probably love the team more than the average bear. I found it difficult to watch. Like, I literally would just, like, lose oh, interest. Yeah. Like, God, why am I watching this? <laughs> oh, it was – it was horrible to watch. I so got hard to watch. And then I would turn on a, a team, like a game with teams that were good and be like, oh yeah, I remember why I love baseball. <laughs> I, remember. I what baseball looks like. I went, I went to a game, I think it was in September. It was my last game of the year. And I was sitting in the same section I sat in when I went to the World Series. Oh. And I literally said to myself, when am I going to see a meaningful game here again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. As an aside, I feel the same way when I watch teams play good football, but well, that's a whole different. That's, that's a whole different that's ne- that's conversation. Sell the team, Dan. Anyway, sell the team might be happening. Might be happening. Speaking of good baseball, the playoffs are here, and they have been fantastic. Oh, good. absolutely fantastic! It was the first year with the new format. Expand the playoffs. Wild card, best of three. Incredible. So before we dive into it, quickly recap. Phillies took care of the Cardinals real quick. Padres kind of shocked the world. Took mm-hmm. care of the Mets in the best two of three. Mariners, I was surprised about it. Beat the Blue Jays, swept them. Guardians completely shut down the Rays. Yankees beat the Guardians in five. Guardians again get get ruined by a rain delay. 
Um, the Mariners probably had the best, the best played swept I've ever seen in my life. They could have mm-hmm. won all three of those games, but that is so upsetting because they, the Astros are just perfect. Oh my God. And I decided to be a lifelong Mariners fan when they got into the playoffs. So I was pretty disappointed. Oh man. We'll we'll talk about them more in a second. And then (laughs) the Phillies take care of business, take down the Braves. So happy about that. I do not like the Braves. And then kind of the David and Goliath. This was personal. That was the Padres world series. The Padres took down the Dodgers. I don't think so good. There is a portion of that fan base that does not care what happens the rest of the playoffs because they finally beat the Dodgers. Uh-huh. It's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. So I keep bringing in other I keep bringing in other sports, but this is like when the, the Caps beat the Penguins in round two oh, yeah. in 2018. Yeah. I was like, it's all gravy from here. <laughs> you take down one of your demons. It's it's incredible. Things get so much better after that. I mean then yeah. Things haven't for the Caps. I don't know if they won, but they haven't won a so, playoff series. But that's cool. <laughs> so there's been a lot of conversation, and I want to ask you about this. So we saw the 100 win Mets lose in the wild card. Mm-hmm. The 100 win Braves lose in the NLDS, and the 111 win Dodgers lose in the NLDS. And there's been a lot of people complaining. They're crying and coping about the playoff format. So I want to get your opinion, Amanda. What are your thoughts on the new playoff format? As the resident Luddite who hates everything that changes about baseball, I love the new playoff format. Love it. I like that there's more teams, which I think, you know, it involves more fan bases. It makes it more fun for more fans. And isn't that the point? And also it's, see, the best of three for the wild card is my favorite part about it because no matter what, I mean, obviously like in 2019, the Nats barely even got, you know, into the real playoffs and we all know what happened, but I I hate to see any team's season come down to one game. I understand people say, Oh, that's the way it is in other sports. And that's true, but other sports don't play 162 game season. Like I, I think it should at least be a series, even if it's a short series. And I absolutely love it. The, the drama of who, you know, the, the, I don't know the like mental roller coaster and emotional roller coaster you're on when your team loses the first game or wins the first game and like oh now there's a chance now they lost home the whole thing I love it love it love it. A hundred percent agree with you. I was big on board for the expanding the playoffs. Wild card had to be best of three. Baseball is a game of series. The one game it was exciting. It was intense. But baseball is a game of series. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so happy with the series. Love it. It's fantastic. Um, more playoff baseball. Game, days with four games in it. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I also like that they have less off days now. I think they should, you know, have less off days. Keep with how the regular season pace is. It's easier for fans to enjoy. And also, parody is a good thing. Like, yeah, the Astros and Yankees are leading the ALCS for the fourth straight time, but that's it's growth baseball. <laughs> but like, parody is good. You know, teams are seeing this and they're like, okay, so the Phillies had 87 wins. They're three games away from going to the World Series. More teams are going to realize, hey, maybe if we just get to that 85, 87 win mark, right? We got, we got a chance. You know, and people are crying and people are upset. Like, it's not fair. You need an advantage. 
the teams that got to buy big an advantage, your ace is going on a full day rest against a team's three or four. Like, the big wasn't the reason why that Max Free got lit up on regular rest. I'm like, no, the Phillies just outplayed the Braves in every single aspect. And also, it's taken away from the wildcard teams. Like, looking in the NL, the Phillies are not a bad team. Phillies got rid of Joe Girardi, and they're the third best team in baseball from that. And also, they have a $230 million payroll. Same with the Padres. The Padres are good teams. Like, it's not like these are just random scrubs that made the playoffs. They're both payroll stars all over the roster teams. And then my last point about it is winning 100 games doesn't mean as much now as it did 10 years ago. Like, a lot of these teams are kind of what we saw about, like, 95 win teams 10 years ago. Because there are some atrocious, atrocious teams in the league. We know we watched the Nationals for 162 days. <laughs> there are more teams that are just not competitive that these teams just beat up on. You know, I mean, look at the AL Central. The entire AL Central sucks, right? Like the Astros and the Yankees beat up on all of them. The Dodgers were in a bad division. Well, they beat up on everyone. But you get the point. There's yeah. just so many bad teams that people are like, oh, you win 103 games, okay? Play like right. in the playoffs. <laughs> That's it. It only matters when you it, you just got to get to the dance. And then after that, it, everybody's everybody's oh and oh. You know what I mean? When you get there, yeah. it doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. And something I don't think people maybe think about too much is how self-fulfilling it is when these teams, like these super teams with these super high payrolls, like it, it makes the teams in their division give up because they can't really compete with them and they know that. So you even have teams trying less when they're in a division with a team like the Dodgers. And they're just like, why bother, right? And then then they win more games because the teams in their division aren't really trying. So exactly. I, I think that it gives you a skewed idea looking at the regular season records of how mm-hmm. they actually compete against, how they compare against a team like the Phillies that's playing in a division that has a, a, a lot stiffer competition. So yeah, and- yeah, it's, I think it plays out exactly the way it before. should. <laughs> oh, I agree 100%. In scripts we've seen before, like the Dodgers cruised the entire season. We've seen that before. Teams in baseball that cruise the entire year go up against a team that was battling, battling, been playing playoff baseball for a while. And that team that cruised has a hard time turning it on. Mm-hmm. Also, the Dodgers pitching staff was not good. They were pretty injured. That was their issue. And then look at the Braves. They fought the entire year to win the division. They are tired. We've seen both those scripts before. This isn't anything brand new. People are just complaining because their team's lost. But, the, you know, the one thing that I loved the most was, was it in the LA Times? I don't know. There was some newspaper oh, article it, it about was, how. It was the LA Times. <laughs> if ever there was a time to just cancel the playoffs and give the trophy to a oh team, it's the God. Dodgers. I was like, oh, my God. The baseball gods were like, excuse me, what did you say? That was, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it was so funny. And I, I cannot decide if I enjoyed the Mets losing in the wild card or the Dodgers losing the NLDS more. But seeing everybody playing the clips of Howie's Grand Slam in 2019 and comparing it to the loss this year was also fun for me. I don't know. The whole thing. I loved it. It was delicious. I think I, think, I, think I enjoyed the Mets more because – how electric Petco was mm, mm-hmm. in the Dodgers series was so much fun. And like, I'm not surprised the Dodgers lost. Dave Roberts is, 
a terrible manager and they have too many questions with their pitching, but just how electric Pecco was, was so exciting. Now watching the Mets lose was pretty funny. That was mm. pretty fun to enjoy. Yeah. The Schadenfreude was just, I mean, chef's kiss. It was so good. Yeah, <laughs> and, now the, and now the Mets have questions all over their roster. DeGrom is leaving. They have a lot of good free agents. Well, Max is still, I don't know, he had dead arm again, or he's still feeling from his oblique. He wasn't 100%. He got booed off the mound. Mets are a complete mess, but them and the Dodgers will be fine. They're you know, two big panels. I know. It's true. They'll be they'll be great again in the regular season next year. And we'll be having this conversation again. And we'll be having the same conversation next October. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you do, if, if they weren't such insufferable pricks, I would feel bad for their fans. I agree. Question, <laughs> question for you. Uh-huh. What is the bigger fumble? The 2019 Astros not winning the World Series or this Dodgers team not winning the World Series? Mm. It's the Dodgers. Oh, I think it's the Dodgers because it's not even just that they didn't win the World Series. It's going out in the NLDS. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, I know what you mean. It's the the level of disappointment. Like if you get to the World Series and you don't quite get across the finish line, you're still like, hey man, I got to enjoy my team in the World Series. Like uh-huh. going I, out I in the NLDS again. And imagine where they what they would be if they didn't have their 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 fake season ring. Like I'm not, I know the <laughs> argument we've had. Like I understand that everybody had the same chance and all that, but like it wasn't a regular season, you know? Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. See, I, I see the Astros. Like, every every year the Dodgers don't win the World Series is a failure. They, sh- they should win the World Series every single year. But that 2019 Astros team might be the best roster, like, I've ever seen. The, and they're cheating. <laughs> like, right, like, putting those picks together. Like, yeah, you guys really screwed up. And the Nats were, I don't know, like, I know how silly it is. And it, it's like, it was one of those team of destiny things, like the Nats they they won every series on the road you know they came back yeah. from behind and I don't know how many games like that team just would not lay down and lose it was the most fun I've ever we, had as a we baseball were just fan better. yeah we were just better I know so remember when the Nats the, were good that was cool remember we were doing the preview episodes for the World Series how electric that was oh man it was so fun yeah I miss it (laughs) I do I miss it too it's fun to talk about other good teams but it's more fun to talk about your team being good (laughs) so we we look at the American side of the bracket the Yankees Astros guess was inevitable yeah so boring I I believe I believe in the Mariners I thought the Guardians pitching might might do it but it was just so so inevitable the mariners are like the a's from three years ago they're good but it just does not matter because the astros are just better in every single way shape or form so that's that's a little that's a little deflating for our mariners yeah i know as i said i became a lifelong mariners fan when they (laughs) made the playoffs this year so i was super rooting for the mariners they were definitely my uh my bandwagon team and they didn't get very far so i i have to say as uh as Nats fans, I believe we should all be Padres fans now. If you're so, a Nats fan and you're rooting for the Phillies, then you're dead to me. So I hope you're not rooting for the Phillies. So I have, I have, I have a question to ask you, but before we get to it, let's just do ALCS predictions because okay. there's more to talk about on the NL side. 
ALCS predictors, who you got? Okay. Um, geez. It's such a hard one. They're so evenly matched. I'm going to say it's going to be the Yankees as much as I hate it because Houston Ooh. should win. I think Houston should win, but I think somehow the Yankees are going to, are going to pull it out. Wow. I, I love that. I absolutely love that because I think the Astros more than five. In five. Okay. In, in five. This, I don't know. I, this Astros team is so good. So I actually, I actually love, love that you're the Yankees. So we both were on the same page. Yes, I know. It's nice when we disagree. Well, we usually disagree, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I definitely think that on paper it should be Houston, but I feel like somehow, and mostly what it is, is I hate Houston and I want them to lose and I hate the Yankees <laughs> too, but somehow if I have to pick between them, I don't want Houston to get back. I want Houston to suffer for longer than they have after the cheating I just, scandal. I don't feel like they've suffered enough. They're, they're a machine. Like they are just, it does not matter who they lose. They don't miss a beat. I know. It's really amazing. Other teams, you know, they make, I don't even want to say excuses because maybe it's explanations like, oh, they lost some important players and they aren't the same team. And, you know, that it, it's a valid explanation for why teams, you know, have ups and downs. But you're right. Houston just seems to keep on trucking. It does not matter. And that, that, on the roster. that pisses me off. That, it like, not, not for any reason other than jealousy. No, yeah. Yeah. Extreme just... jealousy and immaturity on my part. Like I just want bad things to happen to them. God, like they lose they lose Correa and Springer and they're like, okay, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker. <laughs> yep. So, so annoying. <laughs> like you can't just replace those guys. So they're like, Yeah, we can. <laughs> they can find the best center in baseball and Jordan. Like, come on. I know. It's not fair at all. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Yankees mostly because I want that to happen, not because I think it will. Okay. All right. I respect that. So should we talk about the former national series? Yeah. Yep. Former Nats versus former Nats. Yeah. Who are you rooting for before we make a prediction? Who are you rooting for in that one? I don't know. I'm, honestly, I'm okay with either of these teams winning. Um, just because one, they like my, my, like when Nats are in it, I just root for the teams that have electric, like stadium atmosphere. That's why I'm kind of okay with the Dodgers losing, just because like Dodgers fans are spoiled. Like they're not as like excited and like well, Philly fans are obnoxious. We know they're going to be crazy. Like the Padres yeah. haven't been here twenty some odd years. Like the teams haven't been there in a while. Their fans are better at games. Dodgers fans are spoiled. They don't show up to the third inning. So like I'm okay with either because. One, Philly in the World Series, they might burn that stadium down every single day. Petco has been absolutely electric. And I like players on both sides. And I think either would be a pretty good story. So that is a cop-out. I'm not rooting for either of them. I would be happy with either team winning, honestly. Okay. Well, I have a policy of never wanting good and happy things to happen to any other team in the NL East. <laughs> so even if it weren't for Bell and Soto being there, I would still be rooting for San Diego, but I'm yeah. definitely on the San Diego bandwagon. And I also love the fact that you always hear these people make the argument about, well, you can't spend a lot of money if you're a small market team because the fans, you know, you won't get the support you need and blah, blah. Look at Petco. Look at those fans. Like that's such a bullshit argument. Yeah, they had, had 50,000 people in there. Like, I don't, I don't think they regret spending money. 
Right. Exactly. You know, they, it's, it's just, I hate that argument. You know, we've talked so much on the podcast about how, you know, the, the owners who won't spend are, are doing so much damage to baseball. So we don't have to rehash all that, but I just want to say, hearkening back to those earlier conversations that what's happening in San Diego right now puts the obvious lie to that argument. Um, sorry to intervene. The shortstop they called Bashers called up from the minors to replace Correa. You just hit a home run. I like them. Oh, damn it. Damn <laughs> <Sorry>. it, Astros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's to, to continue on, especially like after the deadline the Padres had. There's all those execs like, I don't get their model. What are they doing? This doesn't make any sense. Like, they win today, and now they're three wins away from going to the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want Philly to lose. I do think Philly's going to lose. I think San Diego's going to do it. I think that uh, that San Diego, I don't know. There's just something, it, there's something that feels like they've got that, that, you know, that lightning in a bottle to me when I watch the games. So, I mean, it's not based on anything. I think the teams are pretty evenly matched. They're both excellent. But I think Philly's going to fall a little bit short, and I'm going to love it. See, that's, that's where it's tough because both of those teams have that feeling to it. Yeah. Because if you, if you look at how both of these teams got here, it's been the annoying two-out base hits, those bloop singles that just mm-hmm. drop in, and then they get the clutch hit, and their pitching has been pitching great. Both these teams are not here the same way. And they both kind of have that feeling to her. I'm like, damn, this team's going to win the World Series. They both have that feeling. I just don't want Philly to win the World Series. Their fans are the worst fans in (laughs) baseball. The worst fans in sports, actually. Philadelphia. Did you see see that the city of Philadelphia sent out letters to a lot of business owners about, like, the dates when the series might end like hey just let you guys know because in case you might want to board up your windows <laughs> when these degenerates go out to celebrate after this i did not see that but that's actually fantastic it's absolutely mental and yeah. one cool thing about the padres is if they get to the world series and they face the astros they would have to be three 100 win teams to win the world series that's a great story. That's a great story. Improbable, you might even call it. I mean, seriously. They'd have to, yeah, they'd have to have their own, their own book. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm really rooting for San Diego. That's that's my pick. Not my pick to win the World Series, if I'm being realistic, but it's one, it's who I hope wins the World Series. Okay. So And your, I would love to pick... see Soto win win another ring. Okay. It so you pains me that he's not on that anymore, but I would love to see him get another one. All right, so you bring it up so though I have to ask, how do you as a Nationals fan feel about watching these games and seeing Soto, Josh Bell, Craig Stammen, Bryce Harper, uh, Brad Hand, who stinks, Kyle Schwarber, and even Kevin Long and like others all on the center stage right now? You know, that's a great question. I guess I feel I feel sad because I feel like what could have been if we had if we had managed things better, I feel like the learners mm-hmm. have in some ways they made some, they made some good decisions. It's not to say everything they ever did was terrible, but all you have mm-hmm. to do is look at the number of former nationals who are playing elsewhere that they weren't able to h- hang on to. And I know every individual player, the story is a little different and how it happened and why it happened. And you could even maybe justify if you go through one at a time and explain and kind of 
make a reasonable argument for why it went down that way. But the cumulative mm-hmm. effect is you can't hang on to your players and that's not okay. And it makes me glad the learners are selling the team. Oh, I'm, I'm very glad the learners are selling for a lot of reasons, but it, it kind of just makes me happy this team won the World Series when they did. Because mm-hmm. imagine if they, they didn't win the World Series and all of these great players and that's happening oh, and yeah. other teams thriving. I would be, I would be boycotting baseball. I like, would I'd be, be such a bitter bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. And it's funny because, you know, in that two-year span, you know, the, the, the Caps won the Cup and then the Nats won the mm-hmm. World Series. And it was like for D.C. sports that had felt so cursed for so long, it felt like the dam had broken. You know, and then the Mystics won a championship. It was like all of a sudden, okay, good things can happen. And here we are you know, a few years later and it all feels like it used to. And I, I find myself sometimes wondering that, like, had that not happened, had they lost the wild card game and they never even got into it, like, it would feel so different. It's so funny how that one win changes the way you feel about the entire franchise. It's, it's a funny thing. And if you'd asked me ahead of time, like, would you trade five years of being the worst team in baseball for a world series? I would have said, hell yes. Well, you're in luck, cause because <laughs> you got two more years of that. Yeah, 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 man. It. I'm, I'm glad they're succeeding. Like, love Bryce. Glad he's doing well. He is absolutely tearing it up this playoffs. Don't like Kyle Schwarber, so I'm not going to comment on him. I can still stinks, but forever an important part in Matt's history because he's the reason why this team decided to sell because he got walked off against the Orioles like five times. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really happy that Josh Bell's doing well. I just wanted that man to play for a winner and he's on a winner and contributing. Don't yeah. know why they had him hit in game one in the ninth, but hit a big boy home run today. He had a big home run against the Do- against the Mets in his first playoff at bat. He had a two-run home run. So happy for him, and it hurts. It, I mean, like it trading Juan Soto was the right thing. Like I, I really I do that believe that, but it long, still hurts. It it still hurts. Like it it still stinks. Seeing him all hyped up, seeing him just with these clutch hits, it hurts. He did that with it us does. first, you know. <laughs> it, it is. You can still love your ex and want good things for them. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, like you, you can you understand it was a mutual disagreement, but like sometimes you're just gonna. And you're just looking at the of the couch, eating out a tub of ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's the part of me that I'm trying to be like, there's the part of me that's like, I love Juan Soto. He's a great human being and I'm so happy for him. And then there's the other part of me that's like, I want you to never be good enough to get the offer mm-hmm. that Nats made you so you regret it for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, like so, the, hate, the, the hater in me is just so torn. I know, exactly. Exactly. Like he, you know, I agree with you. It was the right thing to trade him because if you couldn't sign him, it would have been malpractice not to. But again, I'm back to that same thing about watching all these players who used to be Nats play in these playoffs. It's the the fact that they were at the point where they were and the decisions that led to that situation that made it the right thing to trade him pissed me off. Mm-hmm. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I, yeah, you're spitting facts here. Yeah, yeah. It's you're spitting facts here, Amanda. You know, it it is pretty rough seeing all these former Nats, but at least our team didn't tell Zach Wheeler that he has to buy his own tickets for his family for the World Series and then just be like, you suck. We're not signing you. And then now the dude is just absolutely unhittable in the playoffs. Yeah, that would that's that would be a little tough too. That would be a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. So it, we it, are not the worst. We're not well, I mean we are the worst, well, but you know what I mean. It could always be worse. So who's your pick for the NLCS? Um I'm 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 gonna ride with Philly. They I think they have more more of that feeling. It's gonna be interesting to see how how Padres do on the road. Like playing in Petco, that's good. You're about to go to a real hostile environment. And I wanna I wanna see how they do there. They do have um why am I blanking on his name? Oh my goodness. Oh, give me give me one second. Okay. Give me give me one second. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you can have all the seconds. Do, 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 do. They have Musgrove. They do a Musgrove, yeah. and Musgrove is that dude. So I'm really excited to see how he does on the road. Gonna see how sweaty his ear is because you know that was an issue according to Buck Showalter. Yeah. So sweaty ears. I am very excited to see him pitch, but Philly splitting on the road, coming back for three at home, where Zach Wheeler is going to pitch again. I, I'm going to go Phillies in seven. I think it's going to be a seven. very, a very close series, back and forth series. But I think Wheeler pitches two more times, and that's going to be the difference in the series. All right, I'm going to go Padres in seven. Love it. And, and extra innings in Game Seven, like it's going to go right down to the wire. Like I feel like these teams, like you said, they got their, they they've got a lot of the same got a lot of that same fight, that same underdog sort of feeling about them and that same magic feeling about them. I don't know. It's so evenly matched, but I, again, I'm going to do like I did in the ALCS and pick the one I want to win. Cause I can see it going either way, but I'm going to pick yeah, the Padres. I, I like that. Cause you know, Wheeler is great. You Darvish matches him. Yeah. That was a Darvish fantastic pitching unbelievable. matchup. Yeah. It was a great pitching matchup. Um, can Noah Syndergaard match? Wow, why am I blanking his Joe Musgrove? That, <laughs> that's yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know about that game. I think I would give Musgrove that one. I don't know. I, I think there's going to be a really, really good series. The first two games were pretty great. The first two games were pretty exciting. So it's it's going to be fun to see. And one of us is going to be right. The question is who? Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, right. bum, bum. Last, last subject is World Series. You have Yankees. Wow, polar opposites of this. You have Yankees, Padres. I have Astros, Phillies. Amanda, who do you have winning the World Series? In World Series MVP. Oh, all right. Yankees and Judge. It's so boring, but I really think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's so boring, but Judge is just, I mean, how do you, how could it be anybody else? If the Yankees win, how could it be anybody else? And I do think the Yankees will win. I think that if the Padres get there, that they're going to, they're going to fall just a little bit short. The Yankees and I loathe the Yankees and the idea of them winning a world series makes me sad, but I think that's what will happen. Could you imagine the universe? If a Yankees Phillies world series happens again, just two just obnoxious fan bases. Mm. Yeah. Like the two, I don't know. The Mets are pretty terrible at their fan base, but I mean, it's New York. What are you going to do? But yeah, <laughs> that would be absolutely terrible. And the amount of fans from the other team that would be at all of the games because they're so close together geographically would be oh kind God. of fun. It would be, it would be toxic. Yeah. It would be absolutely toxic and fabulous. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like my toxic stuff. It's, it's just fun. You do like, I, I haven't seen toxic Shaq on Twitter for a while, but I know. Shaq, Shaq's been a little too tame recently. Life's been busy. <laughs> All right. How about you? What's your prediction? So I I want to say Phillies just because I think it'd be really, really funny if three of the four, three of the last four World Series were NLE's champions all against the Astros. Also be really funny the fact that the Mets were any of them. That would oh. be absolutely hilarious and then just the inner least of all divisions all of a sudden it's the best division in baseball <laughs> but i i don't think anything stops the astros this year i think dusty baker gets his ring and retires and i'll say astros in six even though i kind of think the astros steamroll whoever comes out of the nfl if the astros beat the games fair enough i don't know you know that the the, the fact that yeah, the three NL East champions, none of whom are the Mets, is pretty terrific. <laughs> it's not enough to make me want the Phillies to win the World Series. See, I I don't hate the Phillies as much as I hate the Braves. Like the Braves Interesting, because I don't hate the Braves as much as I hate the Phillies. Oh, I hate everything about the Braves from top to bottom. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do hate the Braves. Like any self-respecting Nats fan. I hate every other team except for the Marlins because why? They're the Marlins. Right, exactly. It's like it's like hating a fluffy puppy. Anyway, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know why. There's something about Philly. I think it's the fans that I just can't stand and I don't want them to feel happiness. That's understandable. Yeah, and the Braves, though, it's so hard because the Braves are just, yeah, the fans there are terrible too and I hate when Braves fans come to Nats Park and do their stupid chop in Nats Park. Ugh, it's so insufferable. I'm just, I'm just not going to comment on them. Yeah, I can't stand them. <laughs> there's a lot to say. There's a lot to say. All right, so we've got our predictions here. I'm going Yankees over Padres in 
ooh, it hurts to say it, in five. And you've ooh. got Houston over Phillies in six. Yes. And I will say Jordan Alvarez, World Series MVP. Uh-huh. I can see it. I can see it. I know Judge is a boring pick, but I just I, I mean, can't imagine who else it would be. I went, I went Astros and Jordan. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're so very, yeah, we're, we're out here with the hot takes. I love playoff baseball. Me too. Me too. Even when the the Nats have been so bad, it was like actually, it was funny. I was saying to myself and to my husband recently, I was like, "Is am I having a hard time paying attention because I hate the Universal DH so much, or is it because the Nats suck so incredibly much? I don't know. Maybe it's both. But I do have to say, legitimately, I find baseball less fun with the Universal DH. I really miss NL baseball. You're just, and you're I just noticed it. it. Just stop. No, I'm not. I really do. I miss it. I don't like that. I like, I like, I know I'm not, I'm not, not, not everybody agrees with me, but I really liked the whole, oh, the pitcher's coming up in the rotation. What are they going to do? I like the intrigue of that and I miss it. I think it makes things more boring. You know, there has not been one moment this year where I thought to myself, oh, I wish, I wish the pitcher was coming up. <laughs> No, maybe not that you wish the pitcher were coming out. <laughs> Nobody wishes that. No, but I really do. I, I could say I really do many times this year where I thought, God, I hate, I hate that we have the universal BH. I really do hate it. I get that. And I'm, I'm sure I'll get used to it, but I really, it, to me, it feels different. Like, you know, I always enjoyed NL baseball more than AL baseball. And now it's all AL baseball. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I get it. I, I get your mindset. I, I just like the DH. I just wish the Nats had a good DH. <laughs> that might have made it more tolerable, right? <laughs> I might have enjoyed it more. And speaking of, we did not mention the fact that I, I saw, was it yesterday or the day before, that the Nats are going to be declining Nelson Cruz's option? Speaking bum, of terrible bum, DHs. Bum. Um, I did see it. I'm just waiting for it to be official. Um, no, no, I feel bad. Like, I'm sure he's a great guy. But my God, was he terrible here. Father yeah. Time is undefeated. I tell you. Mm-hmm. When, when Father Time says it's your time, you're done because he stunk. And yeah, I don't think he's going to get any interest from anybody else. He's 42. He had a terrible yeah. year. I don't, I don't know that he's – he said, too, he said in an interview that he doesn't want to stop playing. He wants to keep playing. But I'm like, who's going to – he can't play the field. He's only a DH, and he can't DH. Or at least he didn't last no. year. Because, like, his, his appeal was his power. And, like, if he – how many forwards he had this year? Like, what, 11? I think it was – yeah, something like that. Barely double digits. Yeah, so, like, his whole his whole thing is that he's a power hitter. He had 10, excuse me. I was being too, I was being too kind. <laughs> if he had even 20 home runs this year, he, he would have interest. But, like, the fact that he only hit 10 and he only slugged 330 uh, – I think that might be it. Like, if, yeah. if he had 20 slug 400, teams would be like, okay, that's serviceable. But right. 10? You can at least, as a guy worth having a roster, having one of your roster spots. But yeah, you can't. Oof. Oof. Don't, don't, don't even get me started on the, the whole, oh, he's a, a mentor to the young guys. No, I don't care about that. Right. I'm with you. Old people here are actually going to help us. If you want to, then make him, a, make him a special employee of the team and he can come and mentor guys. Like, don't waste make, a roster make, spot on a guy who can't. Make him head coach. Probably be better than what we got now. Well, 
when you're nowhere to go but up. No, and honestly, again, it's one of those things like I am befuddled that Davey and the whole coaching staff are coming back to kind of bring this back to where we started. But, you know, Davey seems like a terrific human being. I'm, you know, don't have a, a bad word to say against him, but he it's not getting it done. And I really do think you mentioned earlier, and I think you're right, that when the new ownership comes in, they're going to clean house. And I hope they do. Like they need a completely fresh start here. I understand a lot of teams rebuild and a lot of teams, you know, have a, a fall off after a World Series win. But this is not a normal no. <laughs> fall off. And the, the rebuild's not going well. People keep saying, oh, they're rebuilding. Oh, they're rebuilding. Okay, that's great. But if you actually dig down a little bit, like drill down on the rebuild and it's not going well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, I just, I just keep saying, I hope this is rock bottom. Like it's the, it's the first true year of a rebuild in year one. It's ugly, but yeah. they are going to sell And historically when you sell during the middle of a rebuild, it adds years to your rebuild because yeah. owners like to come in, you know, they get their things in. So that might add to it. I like they're not, they're not going to sign any like free agents this off season. Like if the learners are here, they're going to be doing their thing, trying to sell the new owners come in. They might sign like one person to get the team's attention. You know, that might be a waste right now. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just going to be focused on young dudes. And we just, every year that Mike Rizzo is here, it's another year. This team isn't getting modernized and this team really, really needs to get modernized if they want to have a quicker and successful rebuild. Yeah, that's an excellent point is, you know, that continuing to do the same thing to have the same strategy. And like you can point and, and it's it's a it's a valid point to to the miners and say, you know, here's these guys that are going to be good and you just have to wait for them to get here. But it's it's for me, at least, I feel like there's not a cohesive strategy to get this team back to contention. It's mm-hmm. like, OK, let's just pick up as many good prospects as we can when we sell guys and that's fine but then who's developing them who's who's you know who's in charge at the minor league levels who's going to get them to be good who's going to be in charge of 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 making important trades with those lower level guys for other teams lower level guys I just don't feel like we have the like you said about modernization we don't have Mm -hmm. the we don't have the analytics department in place we don't have the the types of minds in place that are building winning teams right now. And that yep. to me does, I, I feel like sure we're in a rebuild, but I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the end of the rebuild in sight. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I, you're going off right now because I've been trying to say for a while, I think this is going to be a long one. Like, rebuilding is fine. Like rebuilding is completely okay. The Nats contended for 10 years. They sold their souls, won a world series. They're resetting. The problem is, it's a mess. <laughs> like they don't have the track record of player development. When you're rebuilding, your player development is crucial. They're behind on that. So yes, they are making changes and they made some good changes. Now the issue is they don't have a lot of talent in the farm. So they need to start getting talent back in. They trade Juan Soto. Great job. Bad news. There's no one else here you can trade to get any good talent back. So you're going to have to start drafting well. This team doesn't have a great track record with drafting. They don't stick to plans with, you know, prospects. It's a mess. I think it is going to be a while. Hopefully, whoever they sell this team to, and I, I'm going to all my knees screaming and crying that it's not Ted Leonis. Hopefully, whoever they sell this to just brings in a bunch of 
brainiac baseball dudes who just take over and just yeah can we just money ball things up in this bitch please can we just just give us give us a plan like literally yeah the teams sorry i'm I'm gonna rant here for a second the teams (laughs) that are good with player development the dodgers the braves the rays the guardians the astros the second a prospect hits their minor league system their analytics team is excited about a tool and they focus on it and they hone in on it and they work on it. That's why the Dodgers have the most rookies of the year, right? They hone on it to get the most out of their player. And that's kind of just pop around with it, you know? Well, and they just kind of be like, let's see how he develops. Like, no, let's not see how he develops. Let's develop him. You know what I mean? Like, Like, yeah, you're You're right. Those teams, I'm so jealous of the player development and some of those other organizations. And, you know, when you look at players who have been successful for the Nats, a lot of them weren't developed by the Nats. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that it really does speak volumes. And I don't know, I, I, I find myself feeling just discouraged because I understand we're in a rebuild, but that's a lazy trope to just say, oh, don't worry about it. They're in a rebuild because you can look at how the rebuild is going and see that they don't have the the tools in in place to make it a successful rebuild and it just it just feels like we're in this purgatory right now we don't know who the owner is going to be and so nothing's really happening but you're wasting these years that are Mm -hmm. rebuild we're already three three consecutive years of being last in the division we were the worst team in baseball this year like if if you don't have a direction that you're going and a plan that you're following then what are we doing (laughs) like they need to get if there's going to be new owners, get the new owners in here and let's figure out what the hell we're doing. Because right now I just, I I don't see it being any different next year or the year after or the year after that. Yeah, I agree. It makes me sad. It does make me sad. It does make me sad. Talking my, my last point, my last point is why you hone in on the skill set you're excited about. Jordan Alvarez. When he got traded to the Astros, he was a teenager from Cuba. The Dodgers were like, he doesn't have a position. Let's just get rid of him. And the Astros were like, we like your power. Let's work on it. Work that dude out. He's a freaking tank. And look at him. They focus on his power. Once the power developed, they started working on his other tools. Now look at him, right? That's, that's why you want to focus on one like, specific skill set that just makes you excited. I just want this team to do it one prospect. James Wood and Robert Hassel have so much freaking potential. And if they yeah, he's got a broken like, hand eight in his hand. Yep. Well, I mean, I don't really care about it. He's 18. Who cares? Bryce Harper broke his leg when he was in the minors. Like, who cares? Um, but, like, if those two are bust, or they turn like Victor Robles, I'm going to be on this podcast just sobbing. So in five <laughs> years... Five years when they're out because they're pretty young. I'm going to yeah. just be sobbing. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be hard to take. Well, there's you always have Joey Manessis. I mean, don't be too sad. Oh, my God. In five years, he's going to be getting oh, yeah. Medicaid. Or, that yeah. was Ryan no, Bate right there. Give me another rant. <laughs> I know. Well, and, you know, Manessis was fun. There wasn't a lot of fun in this season. But I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame he couldn't have come up when he was 23 instead of when he was 30. I, I'll give him that. You gave this fan base something to watch. Yep. And that's not nothing, truly. I mean, it is, it's an entertainment product. It's not nothing to have a guy who's worth watching. I think people pinning, pinning hopes on him is like the wave of the future is a little overly optimistic, but he was definitely fun to watch. Amen, sister. 
Yeah. All right. Um, I think you mentioned Robles, but that's probably another conversation we don't need to have on this episode because it's a longer <laughs> conversation. But yeah, there's there it. are some Nats things that we we could touch on Corbin and you know the team sale, which doesn't really have a lot of news going on right now. Yeah, but once once the playoffs are over and more news comes out, we're gonna be getting back in the swing of things. Um, I know we haven't done an episode in a while. One. The Nats were really bad. There wasn't much to talk about. But two, <laughs> things were busy. So as, you know, the offseason goes around, we'll be giving you guys more content. So we'll have those conversations about the future of the Nats, the sale, the two favorite people, Patrick Corbin and Victor Robles. Yeah. And we'll more, much more nationals as things come along. And we'll be doing some episodes throughout the postseason as well. Absolutely. It's fun to talk about playoff baseball. It is. I'm sitting here it's watching. The most it right wonderful now. time of the year. Oh, it really is. There's so many great sports on right now. Oh, I know. I know. And you know, I'm excited because hockey's back. Nick's not here to yell at me. So I can. Amanda, floor is yours. One big thing hockey topic. It's always a hockey topic. Hey, hey, uh, slow start. Ovechkin scored two against Vancouver. And it was against Ovechkin Bruce Goudreau, which is always fun. I like it when Ovechkin he scores against. Scored two. Ovechkin scored two. Three, really, but they called one back, which is not cool. You don't, he's trying to catch Gretzky. You don't wave off his goals. He's had two callbacks this year, hasn't he? Uh, maybe. I remember the one the other night. Was there another one? I think there's I think one you're right. night. Yeah, you're right. I should know that I was there. <laughs> I should know that mm. I was there. Yeah, that it was uh, not that exciting a game, actually, on opening night. They didn't look very good, but. Mm-mm. He's doing it. He's, he's getting to second this year. You know, I did, and I know we're getting way too in the weeds on hockey here, 39 goals for three years. He can do That's it. what it's going to take for him to catch Gretzky. It's happening. It's happening. He can, he can do it, you know, I believe. And I know for a fact you're going to be there in person seeing him. It's going to be really I told cool. my husband, I said, if we have to like go to Calgary and Edmonton and follow the team around for a week because he's about to do it, like we're going to do it. I don't care. Oh, you have to. I'm going to be there when it happens. I don't know when, I don't know where, but I will be there. Four years. Nick's not here. Can't can't hold you back from your hockey talk and your one big thing. I know exactly. What's your one big thing? Um, my one big thing is that the new playoff format rocks. Roger, not Roger Cadet, excuse me, wrong sport. Rob Manfred finally did something right. The new playoffs, it's perfect. This format is perfect he did everything right and you guys should enjoy it because playoff baseball is just absolutely exhilarating preach brother i agree i love it i love it can't wait for uh can't wait for the world series it's always the best and uh and then we'll miss baseball even though we don't have nats baseball anymore we still have baseball and then in a couple more weeks i'm always bereft when baseball's over for the year great word choice thanks You got anything else? I do not. Neither do I. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, you can find us on the social medias at half S T High Heat. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, on YouTube, and our website under the same address. Trey has been putting out some fantastic content on our YouTube channel. Make mm-hmm. sure you guys like and subscribe over there. I've always wanted to say like and subscribe. So make sure you guys like and subscribe over there. And check out District on Deck as well. 
we are part of the fan side network and Nick, I think it's been announced. Nick's been posting some articles over there. So that's pretty cool for him. Yeah. Yep. That's it. All good stuff. All good stuff. You check us out everywhere. And the weird stat Wednesday that uh, we've been doing over on the YouTube channel is awesome. So if you just want some like fun brain candy baseball content, don't miss it. Amen. Thanks for listening, guys. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. The early light of dawn, well, you can see they're running scared. Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air. Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look. Cause we're putting curly W's in every book. Let's go, Nats. We've got a game to play. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.